Hey, welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. Um, so we're back after a bit of a pause and uh, that entrance music, if you don't know, that's uh, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne uh, for two reasons. One, my grandbaby, she uh, is learning how to play the ukulele and uh, every time she hears that song, she likes to, uh, you know, wail on the go crazy on the on her ukulele and pretend she's Randy Rhodes. Um, and the other reason is because, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned multiple times that the purpose of this podcast is, or, there's several reasons, but the two main ones is to uh, place an emphasis on mental health and letting people know that it's all right to seek assistance and to reach out that, there's no shame in that, and you're actually stronger for doing it. And the other one, of course, is to try to help uh, veterans transition out of the military. Uh, so for me, uh, the month of December is always the hardest uh, month of the year. It's supposed to be the happiest time of the year, but for me, it's always the hardest. And for me, I felt like I was on a crazy train in this this past month, um, you know, I was very happy that my daughter came back home from college. So I got to spend time with her. Um, but other than that, I, I just felt depressed. I felt down. Uh, I'd go for runs and that would cheer me up for, you know, a couple of hours. And then I'd go back to um, just being sad. And why Why is that? Um, I, I don't know. December's just rough. Um, I think about my parents. I miss them. I think about my eldest sister, Barbara. I miss her. Um, I think about the time that I wasted. I, I should have told them that I loved them more. I should have spent more time with all of them. And I didn't. I, you know, and for whatever reason, that leads me down a path of thinking about the mistakes that I, I made throughout my life and the decisions that I made that were wrong and that I, you know, should have gone, should have gone down another path. And, you know, I know that mental health is important, but why didn't I realize that back in 2008 instead of going down that path? And so uh, I, I tend to beat myself up in, in December. And I know that if and you, you could ask anybody that's close to me um, and they, they'll tell you that uh, yeah, I was just on edge all month. Just, just sad. You know, there's no other way to put it. Just sad. Um, but, you know, like, most people, um, you know, the new year comes and that brings a possibility of of hope, right? Of rejuvenation, of endless of possibilities of who we want to be and what we want to do this year. And, you know, I, I don't come up with New Year's resolutions because for me, that's not looking out far enough. Um, so, you know, I, I just try to think about what, what do I want to do to improve myself in the long term? And so for me, you know, this week I started my PhD program and I don't think I've been this excited in a very long time. You can't hear it in my voice, but I'm pretty excited. Um, we had one of these, uh, virtual meet and greets and we had to go around and introduce ourselves and then talk about uh, just what we thought in, in about the program. And, uh, you know, 
and came to my turn and I said, I have no fear about this whatsoever. I'm, I know I will accomplish this. I've been looking forward to this for the past 48 years and uh, I'm going to get this done in four years. I have no problem with it. I had explained to my uh, classmates that, you know, I was working on two masters at the same time so I could complete, complete them uh, prior to retiring from the military. It's talking about how we would, I'd go on combat patrols and then come back and do some reading for my first masters or, you know, one be wandering around in the Amazon and then, you know, have to come back and write papers. Uh, so it's, so now you're telling me I, all I have to do is go to work from eight o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon. And then I have the rest of the day to work on my, on my schoolwork, my assignments, and I have nothing else. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, somebody getting a DUI or somebody have there being some domestic violence in my unit or, you know, an officer and enlisted having an affair. I don't have to worry about any of this nonsense ever again. All I have to do is focus on me. And so I just had to tell my classmates, it's like, yeah, this, this isn't going to be a problem at all. This is going to be cake. Now I know it's not going to be cake because like, I, I understand that I'm going to have to put work into it. Um, if it was easy, then everybody on the planet would have a, a PhD, but they don't, right? But I know who I am and I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And again, it sounds arrogant, but it's, I've always excelled academically. So I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this. And that's not arrogance. That's just how I was born. I didn't have to put in effort. I didn't have to work for it. I was just born this way. I just remember stuff and I can read stuff and come up with an original thought. That's how I was made. Um, so I'm going to use that to my advantage. I'm going to get this PhD and for everybody out there. Um, I hope that you're able to, you know, come up with your goals that you want to accomplish over the next year, next five years, next 10 years, and you're able to go out there and reach them. The reason for that is because, uh, you know, I, I've talked to a few people about this and, you know, I, I go to the gym out here by, in my house at Hope Mills and there's a bunch of retirees and they like to give me advice on everything, right? From the VA, how to file my claim and, uh, you know, how to just do everything in life. And we we're, I was talking to this one young man who's working on his, he was never in the military, uh, David, and he was, uh, he's working on a master's. I was telling him, I'm sorry, my PhD. And he's like, you know, he just said good luck. And of course the retirees heard and they started giving me their advice of that. I probably wasn't going to finish it or it's going it's going to require me to go out and hire tutors and find people to explain things to me. And I was in over my head. And so of course I had asked the, um, the question I had asked them, it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I think I thank them for their advice and I thank them for their opinion. And uh, I asked them like, well, you know, where did you get your PhD? And it was a group of three of them. And of course, none of them had a PhD. It's like, okay, so um, where did you get your master's? I don't have a master's. Okay, so your bachelor's, where'd you get a bachelor's? Uh, we didn't, we just uh, graduated high school. And the point of the story is that I found that people like to give you advice and they like to show how important they are. 
Um, why? I don't know. My Because I'm a cynic, I believe it's because they are lacking in their life. They were not able to achieve their goals, whatever their goals were. So it's easier for them to say, tell people, hey, don't try that because you're not going to accomplish it. Um, because that's makes them feel better, right? If you tell somebody else, hey, don't even try, you're not going to accomplish it. Well, then that makes that person feel better for never even trying, for, for never reaching their goals. Um, two, because they're veterans, I'm going to say that part of that was ingrained from them in the military because the military is not a place where we compliment each other. We don't give each other high fives. Uh, we don't, you know, congratulate each other. Um, if you accomplish something, it's like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, or, you know, the one, my favorite one was like, you know what? You did a good job. So I'm going to give you Saturday and Sunday off. Awesome, dude. Right bunch of jackasses but when you make a mistake man everybody under the sun will know about your mistake regardless of what it is if you just you know drain the batteries in a humvee or if you <laughs> uh, lost uh sensitive items right everybody under the sun is is going to know about your mistake and i think that is what happened to these gentlemen I don't think that they were trying to be um, negative or trying to put me down or trying to hold me back. I don't, I don't think that these three gentlemen that I know um, from the gym, that they were trying to hold me back because they weren't able to accomplish their goals. I think that because of their 20 years in the military service, that they had just grown accustomed to telling people uh, um, negative things. You know, in our heads, we think that's a compliment, but it's not. We were just trained that way. And so I, I think that it's important for us when we transition out to break that mentality as much as we can. Um, so in my last episode, I was talking about a gentleman who I was trying to help because he was asking me to look over his resume and he was very defensive about it. Um, because he didn't have education, he didn't have any certifications, and he was trying to get a position in human resources, pretty high up position, right? Because he had 20 years of experience in the military and human resources. And I explained uh, in the previous episode that human resources in the military, isn't it's not really human resources. It, you're basically an administrative assistant. That's it. There's really no human resources to it. And for my HR people out there, if you're in the military, um, I mean, no offense, but if you are offended by it, I don't care. Um, and I have to say that because, um, I, one, I generally don't care. And two, I've spent too much of my time explaining myself to people and apologizing for things. And I don't have to. In December, I explained this to, uh, couple of buddies and I was very aggressive about it. So I apologize to them for that, but I don't have to explain myself to anybody for anything ever again. And it's important that people understand this because when you come speak to me, I'm going to give you an answer. And if you don't like it, if you press me, I'm going to probably tell you to go after yourself because I don't owe anybody an explanation. I'm not trying to be 
angry. I'm not trying to be aggressive. It's just, I don't have time for that. I want to achieve my goals. I started this PhD. I started training for uh, my, uh, to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And, you know, I just signed up for this leadership uh, training through Cornell, right? This psychology of leadership. It's six classes. It's Kate. The classes are only two weeks long. So it's not going to be, it's like three months. It's not a big deal. You know, I I could do that in my sleep. Who cares? I'm going to get it done. But the thing is, is like, I don't have time anymore to have explain myself to people that just don't matter. That just don't matter. And so to get back to the gentleman who um, was upset about the HR thing, right? Um, so he was upset because he didn't have certifications and he didn't have uh, a degree. And I, I heard heard it in the military quite a few times, uh, especially from the poppies. Anybody who was in the military, if you were in the 98 Civil Affairs Battalion in Fort Bragg, uh, that's the unit that's dedicated to uh, Latin America and the Caribbean, right? Um, the poppies, the poppies controlled that for for a long time. And it, poppies are, I, I use the term poppies to describe people who have this mentality. It was a group of individuals who just uh, banded together and to help themselves get promoted. And and that's fine, right? Because you, I, I know everybody else out there, you heard about the good old boy, uh, the good old boy club, right? The good old boy click. And it was the same thing. It was just Latinos doing it. That's all. Um, and they did what they had to do to get promoted and no hard feelings, more power to you, man, because you can say whatever you want, but they were very effective at networking, right? That's what they did. They networked. I was very poor at networking. Um, again, my strength is if there's a crappy job, I'll do it. Right. My value came in that I would willing to do crappy jobs that other people would not do. So are you going to fire me? You might not like me, but you're not going to fire me because if you fire me, then you have to do the crappy job. That's why people would say, man, that guy's angry. That guy has a bad attitude. That guy just curses a lot. It's like, it's true. I did. But because I knew that I wasn't going to get fired because if you sent me on my way, who's going to do it? They'll find somebody to do it. That Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not, I was not, and I am not now irreplaceable. Uh, the point is, it was just easier. You know what? We'll just deal with his bull than have to find somebody to do that. And I knew that. Okay. And so the only other time I ever heard somebody say, I heard one of the poppies say, you know what? Passing those schools, it don't mean check. It don't mean check. It only mean you can pass a school. And I make, I use that uh, uh, impression of this person because he's quite possibly, uh, I'd say he was the third dumbest person I ever met in my life. And the top two is like, sweet Jesus, if you ever meet these people, just run because they're, they're total idiots. Um, but this person was just dumb um, because he said things like that and he believed them. Um, and I wish him luck. And again, if he ever called me and he needed assistance, I'd be more than happy to help him. And anybody out there, I, I, you know, if you need help, please let me know. I'll help you out to the best of my ability. Um, but that gentleman was just very defensive about it. And, I get it. I get it. He thought the, you know, time was up and it was too late that he can't uh, earn a certification or a degree. Well, if you don't start, you'll never accomplish it. 
right? So your certification you can go get. Um, you can use that. Um, you can use your GI Bill or you can use what, what's that system? They used to call it cool, the credentialing system in the Army, and they'll pay for that. Right, for you. so you can go get your credentialing system. Again, uh, once you get out, there's a lot of organizations out there. Um, hire our heroes; they'll help you out. You can uh, onward to opportunity. Um, you know this Cornell thing that I'm doing. I'm just paying for it out of my pocket. Um, it's a little expensive for six classes. They're charging me. It was thirty five hundred dollars, but because I was a veteran, they dropped it down to twenty two hundred. It's still a little bit of money, but yeah, I'll pay it. Why? Because that's one more certification that I can add to my uh, resume. And I bring this up because I'm in my job that I have right now. And I, I really like my job. It's great place. I have great coworkers. Um, if you could ever work as a regional and cultural instructor uh, anywhere at, on Fort Bragg or at any of the units that have them, I highly recommend it. Threat Tech is a great company to work for. And um, even with that, right? Um, so I mentioned that I applied for about 70 jobs when I was looking for employment back in July. Well, UNC Health just got back to me and that they're looking for a program manager. And I had to tell my boss that, hey, if UNC offers me this um, position, and they're willing to pay me $36,000 more than I'm making right now, then I'm going to take it. Um, because I live for anybody that doesn't know, I, you know, I live out here in the Fayetteville area. The position is up in Raleigh. So that's about an hour drive every day. Right. So who'd want to do that? Well, the doctor I interviewed with had no problem with saying, Hey, well, this can be a hybrid position. So I need you here on Monday and I need you here on Friday. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you can work at home. I don't care. Okay, that sounds great. He's like, if you want to come in every day of the week, you can, or you can work from the house. Has all the benefits that I want and allows me to travel around North Carolina, which I love working in an office. But if I can get out of the office every once in a while, that's great. And it's not, you know, traveling every week. It's exactly what I want. And it's transitioning into the medical field without actually having to practice medicine. But it's a lot more work. I understand that. So that's why I, I negotiating for negotiating for uh, $36,000 more a year, which is $3,000 more a month. Um, and I explained that to my employer right now. And he said, yeah, I totally understand that. It's like, we can't match that. And why... Why did I make it to the final round? I bypassed the initial round. I, I didn't even have to do the initial round with the recruiter. The hiring managers, manager just called me and said, hey, we want to set you up with an interview. Uh, you're one of the finalists. Okay, great. Why is that? Um, because education matters. It matters. If you look at my resume, there's nothing special about it. It's pretty generic, just like everybody else's, um, right? has a lot of words on it and says a bunch of things and it describes what I did in my three positions covering 10 years in my military uh, service. And so it says a lot of words. And so what's different about it? I'll tell you exactly what's different about it. 
when you get down to the bottom and you look at education and there's three masters plastered on there. And then you get down below that and you look at certifications and you see PMP. And then I have a TS, which who cares? I don't really care about that. And working for UNC Health, it doesn't matter. Um, but so that's two, right? There. That's three master's degrees and a PMP certification. What more would they want? Um, and that's why I went straight to the final round. So anybody who tells you that, you know, you should like remove your education from your resume because it's going to intimidate uh, recruiters or hiring managers, they're just stupid. Okay. There's no other way to put it. They're just stupid. There are people who don't have education and it, we have to get past this of take advice, but just because somebody tells you something, it's not the gospel. It's not a rule. All right. It's not Moses coming down from the mountain and it's chiseled in stone. All right. it's, It's not, it's just somebody giving you their opinion. My professor, um, called me after the introduction and his, they asked like, Hey, you sounded pretty confident. Like, why uh, did you do that? And I explained to them, it's like, if I listened to what everybody told me, I would still be in East Los Angeles. I would be working in a factory or a, I don't know, in a gang doing some sort of nonsense, working at a Best Buy, working at a McDonald's or a Taco Bell, not doing anything. Right. So I had to, it took me a while, but I, Throughout my life, I had to realize that nobody's going to help me accomplish my goals. I have to do it myself. I have to set a goal and then develop a plan to reach that goal. And if there's a hiccup, if I trip and I fall, that's fine. Get up and just keep going. I might have to revise my plan and how I'm going to accomplish my goal, but I'm going to reach my goal, right? I said I just started running again outside. Um because of my back pain and my shoulder and my hip, right? And uh, my speed and my my endurance isn't a problem. Um, but to run that, qualify for the Boston Marathon, I'm going to have to run 26 miles at a seven-minute mi- seven mile pace, right? I haven't done that in years. And so I went and I ran five miles at a seven-minute, 30-minute mile pace. And flat, there were no hills whatsoever. It was all flat. And my lungs felt like they were going to explode my legs felt, my thighs felt like they were just going to, the muscles were just going to fall off of my bones. And it was the only other time I remember feeling like this is the first time I ran a mile and I thought I was going to die. My lungs felt like they were on fire. My legs seized up. They both cramped and it was just the worst experience of my life. Uh, and my wife asked me, like, well, why are you doing that? You're never going to be able to um, hold that that pace for that long. And I had to explain to her, it's like, you're right. I'm not. I, I have to run faster. Seven minutes and 30 seconds isn't fast enough. I have to run it at seven minutes, seven minutes flat. And she's like, well, you'll never be able to do that. It's like, well, of course not. Not with that attitude, you know. And she doesn't run. She's never run. She's not athletic. So, you know. I respect her opinion, um, but I don't need it. I don't need it to accomplish my goals. And, you know, she's my wife. I love her. And my daughter, I love her too. But sometimes I just have to do things and just ignore everybody and just go accomplish my goals because nobody's going to help me. 
only me. And that's what we need to understand is that uh, when you go out and you're looking for jobs, um, you need to understand that people are going to give you advice. Even if I'm, if I'm willing to help you, if you contact me, you know, I'll give you advice, but that's all it is. It's advice. I'm not going to say the advice I give you is going to be a hundred percent that the next time you go out and submit an application that you're going to get hired. Cause I can't promise that, but it's just my opinion and I'm just trying to help you out. And so you need to understand that, right? You have to help yourself at the same time. Don't be afraid to reach out and help um, to don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Um, again, you know, for mental health, uh, back in 2008, I was worried about what people were going to think of me. And that set me back a few years. If I was just willing to ignore all the noise of other people's opinions and just had gotten up and said, hey, I need help, I, I'd be further along in my goals. Um, and that's that's all right. It's okay that I, you know, it took a little while for me to acknowledge that um, because I finally did. We're not perfect, right? We're looking for progress, not perfection. And so I just wanted to start this up again. I don't know how many times I'm going to do this once a week, maybe once every two weeks. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but in December, December was a really hard month for me just because I miss my parents. I miss my eldest sister. You know, they're not here anymore. I miss them. Um, my Theo, my uncle, he passed away this past year and I miss him too. And you know, I'm the youngest in my family, so it's sad to say, but um, I'm probably going to have more of these days uh, in my future. But, you know, I, I love my family and uh, I know they love me and I know um, they'll be supportive and they'll help me out and to accomplish my goals. So I just wanted to... Um, you know, get on here and just let people know that it's the start of the new, new year and it's okay to go out and try new things. Um, you know, I'm still playing guitar and um, learning, uh, what is that? Hey there, Delilah. We actually, I actually learned it because it's a pretty easy song. I, I thought it was a little bit harder than that. Learned it in about a week. I know most people could learn it in about a day. Um, you know, not very talented when it comes to music. So the fact that I learned in a week, I'll, I'll take that. Um, but, you know, still playing guitar, running, starting my school works great. And, uh, you know, you can go out there and you can accomplish your goals too. Just don't be afraid to try and, you know, be proud of your military service, but it's okay to let that go. It's okay to um, want to be something else and, and that's fine. We don't. We don't all. We don't have to be soldiers or former soldiers. Um, now I'm. I'm going to be honest. It, it. There are benefits to it, right? I had to put on a class, and I. Uh, it was my first big project, so I wanted uh, some guest speakers, um, not to do my work for me, but just to validate what I was putting out, right? And um, because of my service and my. Um, deployments overseas, I was able to get two former ambassadors, right, to come in and uh, talk to some of these young soldiers and explain to them life overseas and life with the embassies. And um, so I think it went well. Of course, you know, you have some idiots in there. And so, you know, I had uh, this one young sergeant, an E5, say, 
hey, next time, why don't you have uh, six U- uh, U.S. ambassadors? Because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm special operations and I'm uh, I'm a VIP. I'm very important. So I need six uh, U.S. ambassadors. Two, two isn't enough. And, um, I took the next day off because uh, I just didn't want to come in because I wanted to punch that kid in the face. Um, but, you know, that's, that's how it goes. Um, that's, I guess that's how life goes, right? You progress when you're younger, you just don't know, you don't know how ignorant you truly are, um, until later on in life, right? Because that kid's, the only thing that eclipsed his arrogance was his ignorance. And I don't know if that's scary or sad. Um, either way, it's not my problem. I did my job and took the day off because I was a little stressed, a little tired. And then uh, now I'm good. Now I'm good to go. Um, so with that, you know, uh, it's about that time to end the show. So I wanted to um, just give a shout out to my grandbaby. Um, you know, I miss you. And I hope you're doing well. Uh, Grandpa loves you. And I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, of course, my daughter, Ashley, um, who's back at Alabama. And uh, hopefully with a little luck here, she'll be applying to either Northwestern or Duke for their MBA programs. And so, again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, You are special and you are important. You have something that makes you unique. Um, Just identify what that is and maximize it um, so you can reach your full potential. So until next time, take it easy. Zot, 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 and roll tide.